Welcome to the Boston Tea Party! Alright, so, how are you, Rebecca? I'm pretty good. I've had a very relaxing break, you know. Just saw some family, hung out with a couple friends, watched a lot of Hallmark Channel Christmas movies, the usual. Nice. Wait a minute. Did you see that one that got all the controversy? There was, like, this one Hallmark movie where it was supposed to be, like, really controversial, or at least, like, this really, like, homophobic group made it really controversial because it had, like, a same-sex kiss. Oh, and that's... And then, like, Hallmark took it out of, like, Hallmark mm-hmm. took it out, and then they were just like, oh, no, we shouldn't have taken it out, and then they went back and forth, like, five times on it, and fuck? it was really bad. Wait, because I know on SNL, in their skit that made fun of Hallmark movies, they were like, stay straight out there, guys because they were like they know because like i've never seen like a gay couple at all in any of these hallmark movies it's always yeah no that's totally what they were making fun of yeah literally it's always just like i'm a i'm a girl who has a bougie job in the big city i'm planning a christmas party in my hometown but i fall in love and it's so it's just so magical that I stay and I quit the promotion that I was being offered. And I stay here with my kid to the country. But I got a job over here because I planned such a great Christmas party, even though the snow tried to ruin it. <laughs> I have to admit, I've never actually seen a Hallmark Christmas movie. Really? Oh my god, that's the basic plot of every single Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> The first one you'll watch is like, oh, that's so sweet. It's so wholesome. Oh my god, we love Hallmark Channel. And then you watch like the second one, the third one, I'm like, and the fourth one, you're just like, okay, this is literally the same thing, same actors, same fucking <laughs> plot. The guys look the same. They're all white. There's not like a single SML really did good. Like they brought um who's the I'm I'm trying to think of his name. Let me look up his name. Because like I I I love this guy and I wanna know his name because he's like new-ish. Chris Red. They brought on Chris Red, and he like came in the whole, in the SNL skit. He was like, "I'm just because he's black. He's like, I'm just a sidekick. I'm not supposed to have a backstory because literally every non-white character in a Hallmark Christmas movie is literally just like a sidekick or a background character. Like they've never had a lead who was like not white. Wait, that's so shitty. Yeah, that's like racist. I'm mean, gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, that's like problematic. It just gets so problematic, and they're all like blonde. All the girls. Oh, no, I like. I just. I feel like all Christmas movies in general have the same plot. Yeah. No, because I just watched Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, I watched Home Alone too. Yeah, I just realized, I'm just like, wow, there's so many just cliche lines in there, and it's literally the exact same movie as Home Alone 1, except he's in New York. Yeah, it's like the same style plot. Yeah, and they like reused some of the same traps too. No, and it was really gross, because I hadn't seen this movie for like 10 years, and then I saw, I've forgotten about the scene where Donald Trump shows up. It's like really short and it's just down like, the wall until you left. <laughs> oh my gosh. So- <laughs> I know like they cut it like some of the channels like cut out the scene and like some of the channels like kept the scene and there was like a lot of debate about that. Oh yeah, no, I heard they did that in Canada. They like yeah. cut out the scene and then Donald Trump got like really mad and everyone was like boycott home alone too. And I'm just like, okay, great. But it was like for time constraints and they cut out other things too. Right, so they can't necessarily pinpoint him as the reason. It just happened to be something that got cut. Yeah, because it's just like unimportant. Like if I was, yeah, if I was a lawyer, that's what I'd be arguing. I think I watched it 
on AMC and they didn't cut it out on AMC. Yeah, they don't tend to cut stuff on AMC. Yeah. No, I watched it on Freeform and I don't think they cut anything. But yeah. again, like I could be forgetting. Oh yeah, Freeform. Oh yeah, I did watch it on Freeform. Can I also just say that I think the name Freeform is the stupidest channel name I've ever heard. What happened to ABC Family? Why did they change it? I don't know. I think they maybe it was part of a rebranding thing because they were like, oh, everything mm. on ABC Family, like that must signal it's like only for kids or something. And I get why they would want to rebrand that. The Liars was on ABC Family and that was definitely not a family show. I mean, right. I watched it with my family. So it's a family show for me, but yeah. not like anyone else. Really. Like if you're like six, that's way, that shit's way too inappropriate for you. And if, if you're like 13, that's fine. You can watch Pretty Little Liars when you're 13. No, but I just like could name it anything else except freeform it just like it sounds so weird it mm-hmm. no just no <laughs> like why the fuck did, did they cheat it, it, i mean like i guess it's because it's like less syllables to say but still abc family it's a classic i know i just like maybe it's because i've just been used to it like my whole life where i'm just like oh it's abc family but free- no no that's like changing the name of the Quicken Loans Arena to the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Is this something that really happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I went on Birthright. Oh my god, I still need to do that. How was it? I loved it. I'm not gonna be one of those people where I'm just like, Birthright changed me, but you know, like, it did in a way. Yeah. Like, it did. I, yeah, I feel like international travel just like changes you for like 10 days in a new country with new people. It just opens your mind up. It really does. And it was also just a really intense experience because it's like I'm spending every moment of every day with this like relatively small group of people. You don't necessarily get to know them very well, but you do in a way if that makes sense. You like grow close with them. Yeah, like I grow close with them and I feel like comfortable telling them shit that like I wouldn't necessarily be comfortable like telling other people who I've known for like months. And yeah, yeah, because it's just like, oh, I'm spending so much time with you. It's like I've known you for months and it feels like it because I don't know, the days go by really slowly. It was just a really intense, experience like that's a lot because a lot happens in such a short period of time oh yeah no totally like they jam-pack your days with so much stuff and it's like they encourage you to like socialize with people they encourage you to party too and honestly part of the reason why I felt like I was so jet-lagged was because my body just got used to feeling like four hours of sleep a night was completely okay Oh, so you actually did get four hours of sleep at night? I did. I really, I got like four hours of sleep or like fewer a night. How, how early did they wake you up? Like breakfast was at seven or eight. That's what It was to- so early. I couldn't handle it. And the problem is I was going to bed at like three, four in the morning because, you know, I was up, you know, hanging out with people. Yeah bonding yeah no it was like a like really great bonding experience you know we're all just like drinking wine and like you know and it was just really fun like i was just really really like hanging out with people and that was just part of like the intense experience it was just like you're in a room with these people for like hours at a time and i'm just like wow i'm getting to know you like this is really cool like playing some card games like yeah it was really fun so you didn't go through the brandeis program it was like because because i know brandeis is still on birthright right now what did, what did you go through so i went on this um trip called culinary and cultural scene which was really cool it was basically 
it was I mean they still kind of have the classic itinerary where it's like you still do stuff like go to the western wall you go to the dead sea and like all the classic places but they kind of take it and like put more of a food and culture focus on Ooh, it like and that. so you kind of like view all the places you go through this like you know culinary and cultural lens which is really cool like we went to this woman's house and we made challah and we like uh what else did we do then we went to this ethiopian not like a somebody's house in a way and we learned how they make their bread and like we also just like heard their stories of how they came to israel and like their culture and how it like kind of intersects with like other jews and Mm -hmm. it was so cool and we got to eat like different types of food we had ethiopian food we had Druze food and we went to the bedouin tents too that was really cool so like were the people on the program from like everywhere oh yeah no there were like people from everywhere there was actually there were like five sets of siblings though which was like really wild it was like half the trip was siblings oh my god i love that it was really cool like Mm. i mean i didn't know anybody going in Mm. which was like super honestly what i wanted because i don't know i feel like if i'd gone with brandeis it was like risking that i like would know everyone there and i'm just like oh if i know all these people like what if it's people that i don't really vibe with like yeah because it's like if it's with your friends you're gonna be like sticking with the same people but if it's like people who you've had like you know you're definitely not friends with it's like you're stuck yeah and it's also it can get clicky because it's like oh like everyone is gonna stick with their friends yeah Yeah. and i also just like i didn't want to go on birthright with like a bunch of freshmen yeah because i was just like i knew that everyone like if you're like 18 going abroad it's just like oh my gosh like alcohol is legal here for me like i'm just gonna go get completely wasted Mm -hmm. and i was just like i'm not down for that like my age group was 21 to 26 that's nice it was a great group yeah no it's literally like it was so great because i was one of like the youngest people on the trip which i mean it definitely there was like a life experience gap there because it's just like oh there's a girl who's like married and then there's me and oh wow yeah but like that's honestly pretty lit though because then you get to like learn about adulting from these people yeah no i totally did i learned some yeah. like skills from these people mm-hmm. except then it just made me feel like very behind sometimes because i'm just like wow mm-hmm. i can make pasta and like other people make full-blown meals i was honestly really mm-hmm. worried that it was gonna be like me and a bunch of like master chefs and i was gonna be the only one there who was just like i'm here because i just like eating <laughs> <laughs> i like food <laughs> Yeah, I love food, and that's why I was there. And honestly, that's why pretty much everyone was there. there. Just like because they wanted the food. They were not expecting like Food Network cooks to be on here. Yeah, no, like that was not gonna happen. All right, so I actually have some people to like call in. Ooh, we're gonna have some guests. I'm excited. We are gonna have a few guests on here. All right. Let me see if I can call in. All right, we are going to get some fun takes about Birthright from some guests here. Mm-hmm. We're going to encourage everybody should go on Birthright. All of our Boston Tea Party fans should go. Oh, yes. Oh, we have a caller. This is <gasps> Ralph from Birthright, a friend of mine. Here she is. Hi, Ralph. Hello. Hey, you're on the speaker. Oh, hello. 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 Ralph and 
I'm Rebecca. Nice to virtually meet you. <laughs> nice to virtually meet you too. I'm Ralph. All right, birthright. Let's talk. How was the experience for you overall? Oh my gosh, it was absolutely amazing. Like I am telling all of my friends, I am finally asking all of my friends if they are Jewish, and then if they are, I am telling them to go because, like, I walked in really just kind of filled with trepidation especially uh i've heard a lot of stories from my grandmother who came from israel when she was 16 and she was really the one that was excited for me to go mm-hmm. and so i had no idea what to expect especially in terms of culture and people and i also felt really uncomfortable because i wasn't Jewish and I really had such a small amount of information regarding Judaism and the traditions associated with it uh, like I <laughs> I was sitting at the table with some of the birthright people just companions and they had to explain to me what each of the sides of the dreidel were what they meant just because I wasn't raised with that stuff and so I felt like going on the birthright trip I almost felt a little like a fraud you know like I didn't deserve to go because I wasn't really raised Jewish but what one of the best things was realizing that uh, I was not the only person that felt like that and um, the people just made it what it was they did not have a single neg- well okay I had one negative interaction while I was there but that was mostly my fault so. <laughs> but like all the people were amazing and I think I laughed with literally every person on the trip and it was so amazing sorry i went on kind of a rant there but like no. i'm just excitedly telling people oh yeah it. say what you feel say as much as you want yeah no i honestly like, i felt like i just didn't have drama with people it was amazing That's so but, nice. like, I just got along so well especially because like yeah i think it's really nice to just like be with a new set of people and have like a little escape with that that's really cool I would absolutely agree, and one of I think it's almost a certain comfort to interacting with people you know you'll probably never see again because there's almost a sort of freedom to it. And also, I've been talking to other people that went on birthright, and all of them, as far as I know, have had that experience of just a wonderful time bonding with excuse me with strangers, mm-hmm. and I think that that might just be a theme of the trip mm-hmm. like i'm not sure what incites such a wonderful experience but uh, maybe it's just our connection to judaism maybe it's the fact that we're all awkward strangers in a new place or just that we just get really lucky every time but um, i have not heard a single negative thing about the bondings formed over birthright yeah and i feel like it's also we're all together just like 24 7 that's really cool to constantly be around the set of people you can make an absolute fool of yourself and it's like not gonna even matter two weeks to have like that short history with people because it's so memorable absolutely there's something better freeing about that and also i mean i think this is the case anywhere but there's something to be said for circumstantial friendships and just getting used to each other in a way that you would normally like that's how 
universities so wonderful and camps although I've never actually been to one but I've, I've heard stories and birthright because you're just spending so much time around each other and getting to know each other in ways you wouldn't ordinarily which of course is why leaving university is going to be really scary because you're not going to have that ease of access to other human beings but we'll figure that out yeah no I'm so scared I'm just like I'm gonna go out in the world I'm just like oh man I have to really make a real effort to make friends just in random places <laughs> It's also such a confidence booster, you know, because you make those such good friends. It's like, wow, I can do anything. <laughs> so what was your favorite part? I don't know. New Year's Eve was pretty amazing. because It was kind of like a culmination of all of these emotions and stuff. And so for me, it was a little cathartic almost. And just that I, I, I mean, on the plane flight back, I wrote everybody little notes just to sort of say how I felt. Because it was like the culmination of all of the emotions that I'd been building up towards people over the entire trip. And so for me, that's really important because I gratitude is a huge guide in my life. And so maybe just being able to express how much I cared about everyone on the trip, just the late nights sitting up and like I I stayed up until 4.30 in the morning talking to Evan, and it was fantastic. And I just love the the little quiet adventures, too. Like, a group of us ended up going to the beach and stargazing for a little while until midnight. Of course we were back on time, because, you know, we're good students. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, we were totally not back on time. <laughs> I know. Such <laughs> good birthright travelers you are, obeying oh the rules. God. I was so scared when we, like, almost got lost in the middle of the field. <laughs> it was insane. What are you talking about? I wasn't worried. I personally love getting lost in the woods. And it was just... Because I get lost in the woods. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just singing a song from Frozen. <laughs> Into the end Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. like, you're getting lost in the woods. Oh, no, I can sing. It just reminded me of that. Okay, you're right. That's much more accurate. Although, oh man, that song was so sad. Yeah, it is sad. Oh no, it is sad. It is a sad song. Ooh. Oh my gosh, my sister like just went on a rant at me the other day about how much she hates Frozen. What? What? Well, actually, specifically, literally, actually, specifically, how much she hates Anna. Huh? Why? I think she said she was like, oh, Anna, like is so annoying because um she just like mar- wants to marry a man she met like 10 minutes earlier and like <laughs> she <laughs> for 10 years like
Yeah, I don't know how it's really pronounced. (laughs) I feel like I was kind of just like, wait, like, she's not that annoying. And, like, I know she, like, messes up sometimes, but, like, we're human. Right. It's Disney capturing what classic human mistakes are. And she's literally just learning how to navigate social life, which is something she hadn't had for the first however many years of her life so tell your sister she's wrong i will i mean she's entitled to her own opinion obviously but she's wrong. Mm-hmm. yeah and like she figures out that hans is a fuck boy and like we've all got a <laughs> in our life right so, uh yeah i can't totally say i do but i mean we all have like those people we just kind of threw ourselves at and we're awkward idiots towards so yeah 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 several of those (laughs) it's very like you haven't lived until that's happened to you yeah at least a couple of times i honestly just feel so bad for any guy that i've done that to because i'm always just a bumbling awkward idiot around them and i feel really bad that they have to deal with me oh my god no me too there was this one guy i had a crush on um (laughs) when i lived in australia and i decided that it would be great to show him i had a crush on him by going through my tinder with him that's the way the show looks like you're interested in him and not (laughs) not anybody else yeah Yeah. you're completely monogamous yeah (laughs) i'm completely devoted to you honey i I totally in high school i had a crush on this guy and signed up for a backpacking trip literally just so i could hang out with him (gasps) and letters and stuff and actually it worked out really well though because the backpacking trip was amazing and i did it for the next three years but he's kind of the reason i did it Oh, oh well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and he's the reason I got into heavy metal. So, you know. Ooh. Oh, I just want to say this is a universal apology to every guy I ever weirded the heck out. I am very sorry. Also, thank you for dealing with me. <laughs> I'm going to give that universal apology too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am not sorry. Because this is who I am, and this is what you're going to have to deal with. Ooh, got that unapologetic sass. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sorry at all. If you dealt with me, then you're lucky. <laughs> I feel like we need to have your attitude. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> weird and awkward, but you know what? You're just going to have to deal with it as I figure it out. No, yeah, I'm just like, enough. I'm not confident in that way. <laughs> I need to get more confident. I mean, I'm not confident, although I am bold. Although, I guess there's kind of a difference. Like, I will tell people straight up that I like them, because what's the point of hiding it? Oh, oh I, I can't do, do that. that. I cannot I'm do that. That's too stressful. I have this fear of rejection. I could never do it. But think about it this way. Even if they reject you, at least you're gonna know and you can stop, like, awkwardly dancing around your emotions and this poor person that has to deal with you. It just... Like, I mean, for me, it's more of I've lost a lot of people and they haven't known how I felt about them. And so for me, just telling everyone everything is so much easier now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel yeah. like I really need to do that. I feel like I just have too much anxiety. I mean, once you start, it gets a lot easier. Just try it with one person and see how it feels to just 
be honest it really is kind of a wonderful feeling and I know that that's easier said than done yeah I, I, be, I believe me I do it's just there's almost something freeing about it like I'm not I'm not walking through life afraid that people don't know how I feel about them because everybody knows how much I love them I really mm-hmm. try to do that all the time yeah I actually did do that once not gonna lie I did I did do it it Ooh. did feel yeah. really freeing yeah it really is because when you think about it your emotions towards other people are yours alone like they Mm -hmm. are not going to know they're not they're not going to feel those feelings your feelings even if they have to do with somebody else are still Mm -hmm. and so any way of processing them is valid all right for the last one of this call do you have like any fun stories you'd like to share not really I just kind of feel like everything in itself was kind of amazing as a, like as a whole. So I don't really have any specific stories, and I feel kind of bad because I, I mm-hmm. should have thought of one. But I don't know. I think it was just the experience as a whole was kind of amazing. I, I, yeah, I don't. I really don't have a specific story. I'm sorry. Just the the hours sitting and on the bus talking with people or walking and talking with people. It just you know. But yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have anything specific to share. Just that I had a life changing time and actually yeah. do intend to go back. Me too. Yeah, honestly, that's totally fair. Like, that sounds so much fun. It, it was, uh, oh my gosh. I am actually interested in doing that five-month teaching English program because I always wanted to teach English anyway and sort of lost the opportunity a bit. Um, but if I could do something like that even just for five months, that would be amazing. Yeah, no, and you can, like, learn Hebrew, that kind of thing. Yeah. I've actually started studying it now, so. Oh. And my grandmother's helping me because she speaks it fluently. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do you think you're going to go back? Like, what venue? Um, probably just travel. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, like, the way I like traveling is living someplace and experiencing it, not through tourist eyes, but through resident eyes. Yeah, no, I like doing that too. I don't know if I can see myself living there like I'm not sure it would be like very cool to live there and I definitely want to live a bunch of different places um so I guess we'll see where life takes me you know I would live there like I guess there's nowhere where I like wouldn't live I guess that's fair and life is kind of an open book and you sort of get to write your own story so definitely <laughs> I, I would say that the main takeaway from birthright was go make Jewish babies oh my god we I don't know if I told you this but I actually very directly got told that what I told you this very directly and oh my god I'm just like what you gotta pass those jeans on Emily you need to pass your jeans on to the next generation god <laughs> You really don't know. Like, honestly, please stop. The population's large enough as it is. We're already just go adopt some kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. There's kids need adoption. <laughs> Bringing up the point that the world's overpopulated. Yeah, yeah. We were just like, yeah. What about climate change? Then that builds up. Yeah. <laughs> Do not tell me to have three kids, because I'm not going to have three kids there. Like, no, that's not going to happen. I'm just like, my life and ways out of control. Woo! Do you guys have anything else you wanted to ask, or just go make Jewish babies? Yeah. Yeah. Go make Jewish babies. Yeah. <laughs> make those, NJGs, those NJGs. <laughs> NJGs and NJBs. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. You're actually our first guest star ever. Yeah, this is cool. We want to do this more often. I'm so honored. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, this is 
start to a good future podcast career. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This has been so much fun. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. What would one say instead of good luck? Would one say, like, break an ear? I don't know. Yeah. We We can make something up now. Maybe it'll become, like, common parlance. Oh my god, we can make up a new phrase right now. Maybe this will go viral. Oh my god, let's do it. Yeah, we can say, like, break an ear. Break an ear! (laughs) Break an ear, guys! Thank you! Bye! 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 Nice to meet you! Nice to meet you, too! Fare thee well! Fare thee well! Fare thee well! Oh my gosh! Alright! So, next up, we have our second caller, another friend of mine from Birthright. We have Kobe. Let's call him. Hi, Kobe! Hi. Hi! Yeah, you're on the air. How you doing? I'm good. All right, so let's okay. cut to the chase here. Tell us, how was Birthright for you? Well, I mean, if I'm strictly going off of what Birthright has told me, so I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> I think that it was a really big eye-opening experience. I don't think that the trip that I signed up for, I necessarily got what I wanted, but <laughs> I'm not disappointed in what I got, so to speak. So, like, it was it was branded as a culinary trip, and what I thought was that we'd hop from place to place, either rest, you know, popular restaurant to popular restaurant, eating food, making food. I thought it was going to be more studio-based, like, you know, sort of like I've, I've taken a culinary tour in Washington and you just go to basically like a, a chef studio and they just, you know, spend the next couple hours teaching you how to make a certain food. So I, 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 I expected maybe not every single activity to be like that, but like similar until we were like, all right, we learn about something or we go somewhere specific and then we just make Israeli food. Um, which I didn't know particularly what that was. Uh, apparently it's a lot of hummus, pita, and cucumber salad. Um, so maybe that's why um, it wasn't what I expected because the Mediterranean food there is just very simple and very repetitive and it's kind of hard to make. For me. Pet, like over and over, yeah. But I thought a lot of what we saw was eye-opening. I thought a lot of what we saw, even though we were on like a tour, you don't necessarily see on like your general tours. We got to go to a lot of really cool things. And then, of course, the people. I don't think I've ever, I mean, there was definitely drama. Don't, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Everyone's like, oh, we're all kumbaya. I was like, there, there was drama, but it wasn't detrimental. <laughs> like there wasn't super big divides between us. Like, oh, hang out with this group then you can't hang out with my group it was just like all right hang out with that group that's fine like i don't necessarily hang out with them as much but it like it wasn't it wasn't clear clear cut divide and we were all really cohesive and especially on the days that it was the hardest like the holocaust museum and the memorial day like it didn't matter where the lines were drawn it was really you're going through some shit i'm going through some shit right now it, it like consoling at that point so it was really nice to have a group like that especially on a a trip like that yeah no like I honestly just like did not feel any animosity with anybody yeah it wasn't clicky at all yeah no, like, I was worried, like, I didn't go on my school's birthright trip because I worried that it would be clicky or that, like, the people I went with would be people that I already knew and, like, already knew I don't vibe with. Or they're just much younger. I guess, I guess, like, other big note was, like, the people, like, the people that kind of were running it. My, my family's very, not necessarily anti-military, but, like, isn't, like, a super big fan of, of guns and everything, and they were really 
worried about the strife and the arrest that might happen there. And partially, I think it's part of Birthright's like job and duty as like a tourist center to kind of go away from the areas that are super bad. But like even in somewhere like Jerusalem or Tel Aviv, when we were in the streets or free time, I didn't see that much strife or you know big military like arrest. Like yeah, the military people had guns, but you know that's usually what military have they, like they didn't act reckless like i didn't see like a soldier like i've seen you know rotc recruits here you know, joke around with their like you know fake bb guns and, you know you know the israelis when they did have guns didn't seem like they were acting irresponsibly at all it seemed more to me a lot of them at least i i, I noticed that the guns were really uh simple they weren't like super high-tech like american military great guns and so i think it was more of like an honor thing to like you know remember to clean your weapon to like have something on you at all times remember like it's more of a symbol for them it could also you know it also probably operates very well but i also just saw it as more of a, a sort of honor military thing when i saw it there yeah, and I feel like it's also just part of the culture there. Just, mm-hmm. like, military life, it's just, like, ingrained completely well, in your life. Right, because you grow up knowing that you're going to have to, like, eventually serve. Yeah, I mean, everybody does, so it's not something that, like, I mean, like, Guy, who was there, who was very, you know, flamboyant and everything, like, he, he is or is going to be, I forget, I think he already did his, but, like, did his military service. And, you know, you would look at him and you'd be like, like I did military service. You like really? Like he's like so upbeat and everything, but like it's just so ingrained in their culture that it, it, it doesn't matter. It's not like like you know, here you see or you hear that someone's in like the military or an RGC, you think mm-hmm. of a very tough, very like granulated person. Them it, there it wasn't really like, Oh, you're in the military, you're not in the military like everybody was in the military. Yeah. No, like my sister does ROTC and it's like very hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So I mean there were definitely you know, a couple of the you know, Israeli military guys there worked hardcore because they that, that was the lifestyle they chose because like, they stayed with the army, but that didn't make them any less you know, personable or anything like that, and that's not necessarily their entire personality. I just thought that was really interesting that my, my grandparents and my mother were very, very worried that I would see some terrible things, and I was just like, eh, it's, it's, I mean, like, yeah, there's conflict over there, but it doesn't mean that conflict's everywhere or that, you know, random citizens are just going to get beat down just because mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of terrible things going on in the Middle East. Oh, yeah. All right. So what was your favorite part of Birthright? I got to say the Dead Sea. That was the thing that I was waiting for the most the part after the dead sea where i was cold was not my favorite part but oh no swimming in the dead sea being able to flow just like kind of just being in like it felt like we were at the lowest point of the year like it felt like like you were you know we were driving downhill a lot we had just come up from masada so like that's like a really high point it felt like we were going down so that also enjoyed mm-hmm. it. but like it was just so cool to see the place to feel the water to like you know buy the you know buy the you know dead sea cosmetic products that i had always heard about just like kind of see it with my own eye and experience it there oh yeah no i loved it except i felt like i was just covered in slime the entire time oh yeah it was, it was surprisingly oily like everyone yeah. like, every, like everyone's like oh it's just like thick i was like it wasn't thick it felt like you were like just in like baby oil and it was it you could smell the salt like it was very salty very rough but yeah yeah no i got some dead sea water in my mouth nastiest thing i've ever tasted <laughs> so salty it was so gross <laughs> 
And I learned that you can't float everywhere in the Dead Sea. I was so dumb. I, like, tried to, like, just sit down, like, right by the beach. And I was like, I'm going to float. And and then I just, like, sat on a bunch of salt crystals. It was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. I'm going to fly. No, I was like, I asked people to take pictures of me who were on the shore. I'm just like, can you guys take, like, one of those pictures of me where I'm just, like, floating in the Dead Sea? Like, ooh, this is going to be so cool. And then I just, like, sat down on the salt crystals and I like pretended to I was floating I was like I'm like floating now and except I'm it's so uncomfortable cuts on my hands because like they were so dry from like all the rain like oh it's so nasty but then they were singing and I can imagine like getting cuts on your feet and then just like being in the water constantly like oh that's so it's bad. supposed to help like you know sterilize and like it's really like I, uh, it like helps with like other like skin rashes and that kind of stuff so I didn't know that supposedly I don't know I don't know that it really helped but alright yeah. do you have any like fun stories you'd like to share on here what was the the marketplace that we went to in, in Jerusalem was it called the show because I don't remember them calling it the show oh Machanev and Yehuda that was what it was called I thought it was also named Masada so I thought that was really weird so I thought I was confused anyway in that market when we were able to go out at nighttime oh um, man me and my group we you know tried to find like some good music to dance to at like some of the bars that were blasting music there was one particular one I'm not sure if you got to go where it was like very rave like and mosh pit like and we had gone there originally and just dance and so it was about like five 10 15 minutes before we had to go and waiting for the rest of the people that were in our group that had like kind of ventured off and then i was also wanting to go back there but also didn't like just wanting to do anything that was fun and so we basically ran through the big market square with the hanukkah menorahs everywhere and music blasting when we made it to the rave and that was just really fun just running not necessarily like naruto running but like definitely just running through the streets of the shook and just like getting there dancing and it was really a lot of fun for like 15 minutes that was a big memory oh my god no i like i saw there was a huge party in the shook but my group kind of avoided it because we were like oh we don't want to like wade through all those people but then like i saw all the um i feel like everyone went kind of in a big group and then it was like my group so it was like kind of awkward I was like oh shoot I wish I'd like not miss this because it looked so fun and I went to like not very much of that like huge party but now I'm kind of like oh shoot it was 
as great as a mush pick can get, you know, there's, you know, people that are gross and disgusting, and, you know, I was also still getting sick, so, oh. you know, it was good as, you know, it's good as a mosh pick can get, but, like, it, it was a lot of fun with the people that I was with, you know. And then, like, we also went places where there was nothing around for a kilometer, so I'm kind of like, you guys are, like, having this rule, but you're not actually doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. it was crazy. I was just like, yeah, you're, like, letting us go out without letting us go out like exactly so yeah and like i also felt like at some times we were treated not as adults and i was just like you know these tactics work for like 13 year olds but like you're talking to like college student who like understands yeah. that making me sing and dance isn't gonna like change anything yeah so, and i also, think you're in front of a whole bunch of extroverts right now like there were never introverts but like a lot of extroverts on that trip who would not mind singing and dancing in front of the group if it meant punishment quote-unquote yeah, I mean, like, I'm introverted, and I would mind that very much, <laughs> and I'm not singing and dancing in front of anybody, because that's not gonna happen, but, you know, other people, I could totally freaking see it, like, somebody, like, belting yeah. out ABBA or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. And I also think that, like, the fault on why the roll call didn't work was because you'd call it at, like, the most inopportune time. You wouldn't get everyone's attention. Like, I was in Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. I had 80 people in my troop. So I know how to, like, how mm -hmm. that call should be, given, you know, Boy Scouts is a little bit more militaristic and very orderly, and you know, we were in lines and everything, and it's more of a respected leadership. Um, I feel like some people did not respect Hagid enough um, and what she did for the group. But, um, but yeah, I think that, like, Michaela would shout out roll call when, like, half the people were still trying to get on the bus. I'm like, like this is just asking for disaster. I'm just like, wait, <laughs> nobody's here. <laughs> like, no wonder, like, number, you know, 14 isn't here, because he's still getting on the bus, or, like, trying to find the seat. Yeah. Like, he's I'm like, thinking number 14, I forget who number 14 is, but... I don't remember, um, honestly. It's a random number I picked, if anyone's listening to the podcast and it's number 14. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's not his fault that, like, you call roll call and be like, oh... I didn't know my number got, was like, I didn't know that my number Wait, yeah. I feel like you might have been 14. No, I was 16. Oh. Uh, no, I'd always get thro so thrown off. I don't know, I'm just, like, kind of spacey, so I'm just like, wait, what's going on? And then, like, people would scream, like, eight, 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 like, where the, wait, and then they're just like, number nine, where are you? Like, where are you? And I'm just like, I'm so, oops, like, here I am. And the thing is that, like, the leader should be the only one that's saying, where is number nine? Like, once, like, she said where's number nine like mm -hmm. 20 people in the group would say where's number nine and then like just intentionally hear nine and 10 moves up oh my god it was so, so like, like you have one person talking unless it's your turn to talk for me like the biggest thing like to remember is who is behind me and who's in front of me that's the only two people that you need to remember oh yeah that no. <laughs> you don't care like i mean obviously i cared about who was on the bus and, like that we were all safe but like as far as roll call goes i just care what the number was in front of me and yeah yeah no it was all a big clusterfuck in terms oh, of that no. but like it was a yeah. good clusterfuck i honestly yeah. just really like saying the word clusterfuck <laughs> i'm just gonna keep saying it it's, it's a good word don't worry it's my favorite word i can't tell very many people where to say <laughs> all right you have anything got anything else any other fun stories uh, I, I don't know personally i didn't like how i guess not necessarily pressured but like there was a lot of 
relationships on, on, on the trip. Not that, like, relationships are bad. Like, if you want to mm. find true love on the trip, that's fine. But oh. I don't know. Like, it got really, not necessarily messy, but, like, there is definitely a lot going on. But I was just like, it's a culinary trip, guys. Why are we Yeah, I stuff? I almost, like, felt the opposite, but I also could have been very out of the loop, where I felt there was a lot less hooking up than I expected. Maybe... Maybe it's just, you know, based off of what I heard, but, like, I just, I felt like maybe there was a lot more perceived going on, like, there's a lot more talk about it going on than, like, it actually happening. Mm. There's a lot more talk about, you know, so-and-so hooking up with so-and-so, but they don't, didn't actually hook up, but the talk of it was it's just... like so- the making up the stories. It's just like, why create all this drama? You're literally here for the same reason, just to enjoy yourself. Yeah, no, and I mean, like, I had, like, my own drama. Like, I'm sure everyone on the trip had their own drama but i don't know i feel like it didn't escalate to the point where it was like out of hand if it had gone a couple more days maybe oh true yeah Yeah, no honestly if we'd been there longer like something would have blown up yeah i feel like some people are already getting kind of snappy and they're just like oh jeez, come on guys one more day oh yeah no i totally felt that honestly like there were some people where i was just like oh my god like do you like hate me i'm just like what did i do I think, like, I would say is just, like, the timeline of the whole thing. Like, like the biggest thing for me that I saw was, like, well, like, just on an everyday basis, you get home at, like, 11.30, and then, like, you'd have to wake up 6 the next day. So, like, oh, and, yeah. like, you'd still want to hang out with people afterwards. So, like, I felt really pressured in that. Um, but I also want, I, I valued sleep over that because I was just going to hang out with you guys the next day. And, like, things, like, when we had our, like, New Year's night uh, in Tel Aviv, and then we had to wake up at, like, 5 to get to get your flight, and, like, everybody was just like, you know, fuck it, no, we're just so dead. Ooh, no, I went to bed at 5 that night. <laughs> Yeah, no, literally, like, I did not prioritize sleep, and I went and, like, hung out with people, like, every night, and I was, like, regretted it in a way because I was just like, oh my god, I'm so dead right now, like, there are just points where I just, like, am not getting the, like, experience because I'm just, like, so freaking tired. Like, Yeah, I feel like they didn't really manage, not necessarily, like, free time, but, like, like, just break time in general, it was just like, you know don't need sleep yeah sleep is for the week it's a crutch like you can do that for like maybe like two or three days consistently but then like once you get past like the fourth or fifth day like you start doing that for a week like oh yeah no i did like yeah no i was like deteriorating like it was like 10 days of just like fueled like parties like i was just like oh my god i can't do this Like, the only thing that was feeling me was, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be here for, like, you know, like, three more days, suck it up, use yeah. all the energy that you can, and then you can recover when you get home. Yeah. Like, that, was, like, that was what was pushing me. It was just like, yeah, that was, that was a really fun trip. I really enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend it. Um, you know, Israel Outdoors was a very, very, organ- like, you know. I, I bash on them for their organization, but, like, it's hard to pull off something with 40 people, so I, I respect it, and the fact that they're doing most of this for free, I mean, like, obviously, they asked for our donations, and we had lunches and that kind of stuff, but, like, they're doing this pro bono, it, it's, it's just really remarkable that they give us that opportunity. I know, like, I honestly just would not have gone if this had not been, like, the trip it was, just the yeah. free trip, like, where they just cover everything. I'm just like, I wouldn't have seen any of this. Like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. 
hey, I, I like I I kind of wanted to you know finance guy over here kind of wanted to calculate like how much it would have costed to like just do that trip and the transportation costs would have been insane. Oh yeah, I mean, just to go to all the places that, like yeah. You know, we take for granted that it only took like three hours to drive from you know the Golan Heights to to Jerusalem, but like doing that on our own and then trying to do the, the the things that we wanted to do in Jerusalem after driving that long, that would just be terrible for just there alone. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, I'll see you on the group chat then. I'll see you on the group chat. Ooh, Apparently, <laughs> there's some weird things going on in one of them. Uh, a lot of can, I haven't checked these yet, so I have to. Oh no, I gotta see this. I gotta catch up. I gotta I'll catch up. Catch up. All right, I'll see you on the group chat. All right, talk to you, talk to you later. Bye. All right. So that was nice. I liked having guests on. I loved having guests. And these mm -hmm. were some great guests too, not gonna lie. Honestly. Yeah, this is just like all the people on the trip are just like that chill. Yeah. Alright. Do you have any other tea? Honestly? Just saw a lot of movies over winter break. There was like a lot of like controversy behind the movie Cats. Did you see the movie Cats? I didn't, but I read the best reviews of it. Really? Oh my god! Wait, let me like look up this reviews, I thought it was a movie, but I've only seen bad reviews. Yeah, no, I think it got wait. Let's see um, what it got on Rotten Tomatoes because it was like an appallingly bad number. Oh my god! Let's see, Cat got. 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. I honestly thought it was lower. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of, like, the way, like, you've seen the trailer. Oh, my God. That was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Like, you know, that was, like, freaky. Yeah. Was, oh, my God. So many mixed opinions on, like, the human blend with, like, the VFX. It's like, it works, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, the singing was good, and the music is good. Like, everyone who's there is so talented. It's just, like, the cost. So, like, just, like, the costume is just, like... Ah. Oh, here we are. Cat's review. A perfectly dreadful hairball of woe. Ooh. Yeah. And here's another review headline. A furry orgy in a dumpster. <laughs> this is just, like... The fuck? Yeah. He made, like... This is in The Guardian. Um, my, like, iconic, you know news site that is my whole personality literally he wrote this poem about how much he hates cats and it's so funny and then ooh, wait this other one yeah what the reviews say about cats if there were ever a blockbuster film to evoke unparalleled horror and disbelief at first glance it must be cats <laughs> this is so harsh I don't know. I just like I kind of want to see it just to see what this is all like. Just to like see what like everyone's talking about. Yeah, no, like I want to like see what everyone's talking about, and like even if it like disturbs me deeply, like you know, I want to feel that disturbance with other people. I want to know what the disturbance is. I want to see what the disturbing hype is all about. Yeah. No, it's just like, you know, you would watch like all those viral YouTube videos where it's just like, oh, like this is so horrible. Like, mm -hmm. and then I'm just like, well, I have to see it. Right. 
I honestly like I wonder if that's what they were kind of going for with cats is they're just like let's make this as oh my god this is so fucked up like you have to see this like get in on like how fucked up this is with me and everyone's like oh well my friend's like saying this is really fucked up so now I have to see it yeah no it's literally just like the fucked upness of the movie is just what makes it like so great and profitable it's so iconic yeah also like Jumanji was pretty good I like that movie I have to see that one, too. I just saw Little Women. Oh, I mean, too. I saw it yesterday. Oh, my God. Wait, I loved it. I loved it, too. And, like, after having seen the Brandeis play, too, it was just so great. Yeah, I was just, like, comparing them. Because now I've seen the Brandeis play and I've seen the movie. I still haven't read the book, though. Yeah, I, like, didn't know, like, the whole story of Little Woman until, like, I saw the play of Brandeis. And I'm like, wow, I, like, no, I'm really an expert now. Yeah, no, I didn't know anything about Little Women. I was just like, is it about, like, women who are little? Like, no. no. <laughs> That's really stupid. But, it's like, I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then I also saw Star Wars. That movie shocked me. Like, this, all those, like, big events. I was just so shook when I came out of that movie. I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, look at all this shit that just went down. So much shit went down. I don't know. Have you seen it? I haven't, but I got it spoiled I- for me. So, like, oh, I- you got the spoilers? yeah Yeah. like I mean I know like everything that happens because everyone in my family hated it and like told me how much they hated it and they're just like ranting at me they're just like I don't even care if you haven't seen it like I'm just gonna tell you I can tell you yeah so like I was so shook when I came out of the movie and I like went in a group chat next and my friend's like guys I'm so shook and my friend's like spoilers spoilers I'm like and I was like I'll only give spoilers if like other people in here are okay with it because there were like other like super Star Wars fans in the group and then someone was like no spoilers are bad and like i misread the text and i thought it said no spoilers are good no i thought he said yes give the spoilers and i was like i was i misread it because i read super and then i just went off and i spilled all the spoilers and this is the day it came out i saw this movie the day it came out so like no one had seen it yet except for me and i was just like oh shit and i'm like wait i'm so sorry i literally thought that text said yes and i like left the snapchat group so like my chats would erase and they wouldn't see it and i was just like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck Oh my god. No. <laughs> oh my god, I was just like on and ran. I'm like, you want spoilers? I'll give you spoilers. And I just like went off on like a rant of the spoilers. They like listed like every single thing that happened. That was a spoiler. Like, oh yeah, this happened. Oh yeah, and this person said this specific thing. And oh yeah, this specific. Yeah. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for the Boston Tea Party fans if they haven't seen it yet, but like. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. I don't know. My thought was, I was like, I kind of want to go see it, even though I hate the, like, whole concept of the new Star Wars trilogy, because I'm just like, I have to see how it ends. But I'm also just, like, I feel like I would be laughing uncontrollably in the theater at, like, how messed up, like, and how much I hate it, really. Because you know what happens, so it's just like, wow. Yeah, like, I'm not shook by this because, like, I know what's gonna happen, and, like, I've heard everyone else's takes on it, and they laughed at it, so now I'm gonna laugh at it. Yeah, my friend posted the spoilers on his story. Like, he posted, like, the movie screen as these spoilers were happening, and my friend, like, yelled at him. He was like, dude, take the spoilers off your story. Wait, that's such an asshole move. So funny. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I hate people who post spoilers because, like, someone spoiled Endgame for me. Oh shit. Oh my I god. Was so mad. I'm so pissed. 
that's why I'm like you try to see the movies the day they come out so that so, so no one can spoil them for you. But yeah, I saw Endgame the day it came out and like I swore to not tell any spoilers, but like I swear if someone had spoiled that for me before, like I would have been so pissed. I was so mad. I was just like, no, you cannot do this to me. Like you <laughs> cannot do this. I've been waiting like years for this movie and you just spoiled it for me in about three seconds. Like all my hopes and dreams of Robert Downey Jr. You just ruined it. You ruined it. now all of my sadness. I can't cry during the movie now because I know what happens now. Yeah. Like I was crying at the end of Endgame and I was so emotional and I was just like, this would not have happened if someone had spoiled it for me. Yeah. All right. This has been some lengthy tea. Thank you guys for listening. That was very hot tea. And if you want any private hot takes from Birthright, like, then let me know. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll just like, just message one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Message one of us, like, about any private hot takes we might have. And we will be back next week for some more tea. And also, if you ever want to have one of your own hot takes, like, featured anonymously, just let us know and we will put it on the show. Yeah, or if you would like to be a guest star, let us know. Yeah, we're open to anyone. Yeah, and we are ready for anything that you might have to share. We went the world's tea on the Boston Tea Party. Oh, yeah. We're like one of those, like, kids react videos. Mm -hmm. And it'll be like, oh, spill your tea. Okay, that was the tea. I'm Rebecca Goldfarb. I'm Emily Blumenthal, and this was the Boston Tea Party. And remember to keep filling tea.